We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, he's become appointment television in college basketball. He is a sensational, dynamic passer. Sees the court like nobody else, but can also fill it up. He's averaging over 20 points while racking up nine assists. Here comes Cooper with the push to the left side and in. He's a magician, John. Cooper on the sprint out. He's got a left. Cooper able to split the double on the oop of his own. To Cambridge. Welcome back, everybody, to a special episode of the Prospect Chronicles here on Setting the Pace. I'm your host, Alex Golden, and I'm joined today by the newest Sharif Cooper stand, Michael Fachi Fachi. What's going on, brother? Ooh, Alex, I'm standing hard after that one. Sharif Cooper delivered, got me really excited about if the Pacers were to select him, that, you know, what he would bring to the table. And it sounds like the feeling is mutual because, hey, he'd love to be in Indiana. Yeah, you know, he he had a nice a lot of nice things to say about this team. So I don't want to spoil too much of it. I just think that you're going to thoroughly enjoy our conversation with him. So I have nothing else to say, Fachi, but let's bring on our guest, Sharif Cooper. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Pacer Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Setting the Pace. And we have a special episode of the Prospect Chronicles today as we are joined live right now with Auburn guard Sharif Cooper. Sharif, thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you, all Appreciate you having me. So, Sharif, you're one and done at Auburn after playing under Bruce Pearl, who's had success on the court and also success getting players drafted in the first round, especially lately. What made Auburn the most appealing to you when it came time to commit? Uh, just just because BP, uh, you know, he, he believed in me so early in my process, being that I got an offer from them in the eighth grade. Uh, you know, he, he just, you know, believed in me. He kind of told me everything that was going to happen, as in uh, he believed I was going to be a five-star. He believed I was going to have a lot of offers. And that was before I was any good, so – being that he believed in me that much before I even believed in myself and stuck with it throughout the whole entire process, I think that's what stuck out to me most. Yeah, and I, I got to ask about last season because with COVID, it was just a crazy year, no fans, and I'm sure, you know, just, just a totally different experience. So can you explain a little bit what it was like playing in the middle of a COVID season? Oh, it was weird. Um, nothing like I've done before. Um you know, it was kind of just, you know, bad. Every, it was a lot of um, a lot of rules in place. You know, you only can shoot uh, one basketball and uh, you can't be in the locker room. So it was just little stuff like that that just kind of warn you throughout the season. So it was definitely hard and different, but I kind of got through with it and made the most of it. So, you know, once you were deemed eligible to play this season, you hit the ground running. I'm talking 27 and 10 averages in your first two games. Can you tell us how eager were you to get out there and show the world your game? Oh, man, I couldn't wait. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an extremely long process that that took a lot out of me mentally and, and physically. But, you know, I always knew once I got back on the court, you know, I did so much to get ready um, that I'll be in a good position. And my coaches put me in a good position to, to be successful at those, those games that I played through. I couldn't be more thankful for the position I was just put in. Uh, I want to talk uh, to you a little bit about these workouts that you've had this offseason as we're getting ready for the draft. Can you tell us all the teams that you've had workouts for so far? Oh, uh, yeah, I had a workout. Actually, I don't know if you know, I'm going to be saying this, so <laughs> I might got to dodge that question. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Hey, no worries about that. But Sharif, make no mistake about it. It was time people reset their alarms and stop snoozing on you because you've been a steady riser lately in mock drafts. Now, the nation knows about your ability to score 20 points per game. But Sharif, your assist percentage, an absurd 52% last year. Can you shed light on your ability to pass guys open and talk about that passing vision you have that you just can't teach? Yeah, I've always... 
I think it comes from just watching basketball. Um, I watch basketball all the time. I watch, you know, real games, school games, highlights. I watch all kinds of different things. And I played it for so long, I kind of just, you know, grew as a, as a playmaker and grew my basketball IQ. So I feel like that's what, you know, kind of separates me. Um, just the way I can, I can see things before it happens. I can pass guys open, as you said, and, and just ultimately make my teammates better. Yeah, so I know you couldn't answer the last question, but I, I, I do want to go this right a little bit. I mean, a lot of the big boards and mock drafts have you fallen outside of the lottery, but not too far outside of the lottery. So how important would it be for you to be selected in that top 14? Oh, that would be a, you know, a dream come true, uh, something that I would have dreamed about. Um, you know, last year, you know, I didn't know this was even possible. So I'm just trying to put my best foot forward and, and not, not think too much about it, but, you know, ultimately pray and, you know, hopefully things, you know, turn out in the best. Yeah, I mean, we're rooting for you over here. I think that for those that didn't get to see you in your 12 games that you played at Auburn, I mean, you're a very special talent. I do think that you would have led all of college basketball in assists had you qualified for the amount of games played. But, you know, maybe not from a three-point perspective, but I'm hearing a lot of similarities and seeing it in your game and Trey Young's game. From your passing ability, your ability to get to the lane cleanly, as well as get to the free throw line. We're talking about nearly eight attempts per game. Who are some of the players that you maybe model your game after? Uh, a lot of Chris Paul, um, just the way he, you know, he can make make plays for others as well as score. Uh, a lot of Chris Paul growing up, that was one of my favorite point guards. Um, I definitely like Trey Young's game. Uh, I love what he's doing in Atlanta and how he's doing it. You know, being that everybody, you know, uh, you know, didn't believe early. Uh, I feel like I'm in that same position. You know, people had that had their questions and what he did is, is, is remarkable. So I love him. Uh, I love Kyrie Irving, uh, just the way he can finish, um, but mainly Chris Paul. All right, so we had some fans put some questions, and I want to read some of those right now. This one comes from our friend Zach. He said, um, what do players take away most from pre-draft workouts with different teams? Can you repeat that question? Yeah, he said, what do players take away most from pre-draft workouts? Um, I would say the experience, um, you know, getting in a facility, uh, meeting all the, you know, the front office guys and just being there kind of feeling like a player for that day on the team. Um, so I feel like just the experience uh, is the thing that I take most from it. You know, you mentioned about some of uh, the, the maybe the scouts or whatever kind of doubting you a bit. Um, I've read that some scouts are saying that a lot of your success might ride on your three-point shooting capabilities. How has your three-ball improved since the end of last season? Yeah, I've always been able to, you know, if you ever watched me play you know, before last season, you wouldn't even question me being able to shoot. But and I feel like my win, uh, I was extremely tired uh, just because I, I just jumped in the five-on-five five without having any five-on-five five runs. I feel like you can't really simulate, you know, a real game with, with practice. So, you know, when I got there, I kind of started shooting it funny. Um, I was so tired just trying to get it on the rim. But I had so much time this offseason. I feel like I'm in such a better space. Uh, actually, when I go to every workout, you know, they're kind of surprised. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know why y'all surprised. But, <laughs> Love uh, it. Yeah, I'm definitely in a, in a 
much better story. Yeah, so in terms of like, you know, maybe some constructive criticism that you've gotten in these workouts, can you share anything that maybe some of these teams have told you that you could improve upon or things that they really like about your game? Yeah, the, the, I get that question, but, you know, they, they rarely, you know, uh, you know, critique you or kind of like give you uh, feedback, as I would say. Um, kind of going to work out. Uh, you might have a meeting at the end, you know, with, with the front office guys, and, and they'll just kind of you know, ask you some, some family questions, stuff like that. But I haven't really got much, you know, you know like, you know, feedback or, or things of that nature. All right. Well, you know, I, I'm just going to come out and say, it. Sharif, I think you're the best passer in this draft. Am I crazy to think that? Or can the source himself back me up? Because I'm sticking with what I believe in. <laughs> nah, you're not crazy at all. I believe it. You know, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask another fan question here. This comes from our fan, Chris. He said, what have you been doing in preparation on and off the court, uh, getting ready for your pre-draft workout process? Yeah, it's been it's been a lot. Uh, I'll take you through my whole day uh, throughout the week. Uh, I wake up at four thirty, four thirty in the morning. Uh, get a light lift in at the house and eat breakfast. Uh, leave the house by five fifteen. Then uh, I have a workout at six in the morning. Uh, come back, you know, take a nap, whatever. And I have another like speed agility or, or lifting at 1 p.m., and I come back, rest a little bit, and then go back at 8, and then redo that every day. Ooh, yeah, that is definitely the grind, but, hey, that's what it takes, and I believe that you are showing uh, the scouts in the front offices that uh, there's a reason why you're moving up these draft boards. Now, Sharif, the common theme for all scouts, it feels like it's just ripping into a player's defensive capabilities, and I think that's probably the toughest adjustment when you're switching from high school to college and college to the NBA. I've noticed that I think you have a great motor on defense and great lateral quickness, but can you shed some further light on your defensive capabilities? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I feel like I could give more. You know, I feel like I, in certain spurts and in certain, you know, times throughout the game, I played great defense, whether that was, you know, taking a charge or getting in the, getting in the passing lane and making a steal. But, you know, I didn't feel as if, I gave it every second, every play of the game. And that's something I definitely want to do. And I've been focusing on this, this all season. And I can't wait to, you know, show and, and ultimately be that defender that I, I know I can be. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see you, really. I, I'm I'm growing to love your game more and more. And then talking to you, it's, it's you're, you know, you're making me fall in love with you, Sharif. So uh, this is another another fan question from at Big Blackenstein. He said, Coming from a basketball family, who was getting the bragging rights in the family pickup games or the one-on-ones? Yeah, that was my dad. No, I, <laughs> we, no one, no one could be him. Uh, I don't know how long. People don't know he was good at basketball, but yeah, he was definitely a good player. <laughs> well, I mean, also, you know, your sister, she's on the Los Angeles Sparks, I believe it is. I mean, so clearly, there was just those pickup games must have been crazy. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. But also, I'm just going to call it like it is. The Pacers, they're picking 13th overall. They've also been rumored to possibly trade back a few spots. What are your thoughts on possibly playing for the Pacers and eventual Hall of Fame coach, Rick Carlisle? Yeah, I would love 
I would love to play for the Pacers. I had a, you know, a great interview with them at the combine. Uh, it was a real good interview. Uh, just love talking to them. Love, you know, love their mindset, where they're going. I love their roster. Um, they have a great roster. I feel like they're right, you know, right there to be, you know, an ultimate finals contender. So I would love, love to go there and, and deal with those guys. Yeah, now that that they do have a really good roster. They're just it just seems like there's just something missing with this team, and you know that could be the you could be the missing piece. Who knows? But um, to get away a little bit from basketball, I'm just curious. What are some things you like to? Uh, what are some things you enjoy doing outside of basketball? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm still trying to figure out that one thing that you know <laughs> I just like the most outside. But I, it's it's the kind of range of things I like. You know, just, you know, being with my family, you know, I have, you know, siblings that are, you know, close to age. So we always real close. So kind of whatever we're doing, whether that's going to eat, you know, going to, you know, kitty places like Sky Zone or whatever the case may be, I, I just enjoy doing so, so with them. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be tough when it feels like, you know, you have such a basketball family that clearly, you know, that has been uh, just a major part of your life. So I definitely respect that. Uh, it could be tough to find some other, you know, time for fun activities. But, you know, what's your mindset going into this draft? You talked about it would mean a lot to be picked in the lottery, but we've also seen players like Draymond Green remember every single player drafted ahead of him. Are you going to go into this draft with something big to prove and remember those who passed up on you? Uh, most definitely. Uh, I still remember, uh, you know, high school rankings where I was, you know, in the, in the, in the later later parts of the rankings. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to remember that, you know, use that as motivation. And ultimately, you know, you know, I've seen, you know, top five picks that, you know, don't turn out. And I've seen, you know, second round picks that have been MVP. So, mm-hmm. I feel like it's less where you get picked than instead of, you know, what you do when you get picked. So, um, it's definitely going to use that as motivation. All right. So I got to ask you a, t- a two-part question here. Number one, who is your favorite player of all time, and who do you think the GOAT is? Uh, I can answer that in one. You know, I think uh, I was always a LeBron James guy. Uh, my dad is like Michael Jordan, but I always was LeBron. So I'm <laughs> LeBron. I mean, that that's something that's got to be, uh, you know, hey, it depends what you grew up in. But, uh, Alex, I think you had another one. Yeah, who was your favorite player? Was it LeBron? Was he your favorite player of all time too? Yeah, LeBron. All right. So, you know, Sharif, some of the terms that are being floated around, and these terms, I mean, they pack a lot of weight. We're talking floor general. We're talking pure point guard. Can you elaborate on what it takes to be a floor general and why there aren't too many pure point guards in the game anymore? Uh, I think you gotta have a you know extreme basketball IQ. Um, I feel like you have to have a great relationship with your teammates. Um, understand your teammates. Understand you know how they like the basketball, how they you know ultimately feel you know as if they're doing the, the most they can within you know the playing style and, and just having that respect of your your teammates, your coaches. I feel like that's what are some traits the floor general has. Um, just being able to, you know, elevate their teammates, make everybody feel involved, make everybody, you know, play a, a fun style of basketball that they, you know, all enjoy and hopefully turn that into winning. I feel like that's, you know, what a floor general is. And what was your second part of the question? 
why why aren't we seeing too many pure point guards anymore? I mean, your eight assists, I feel like it gets overshadowed by your scoring ability, but the way that you were able to pass your teammates open Bob's, I mean, it, it goes a long way in a game where pure point guards just they're hard to come by. Yeah, I feel like you know, a lot of people don't you know, they, they like basketball, but they don't really love basketball. Like, they don't really watch it and, and take the time to understand it. I feel like, you know, they're just, you know, blessed with, with great talent that, uh, you know, you can hide that, that aspect. But I think, you know, that ultimately separates, you know, you know, a lot of people just the understanding of basketball and just their IQ. Yeah, so this is a question that we've asked different guests on our podcast, and I'm just curious because – this NBA Finals is quite different than ones we've seen over the past decade or so with not having a bigger market in it. And so I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on big market versus small market and how you can brand yourself as a player in a smaller market compared to a big market? Yeah, I'm not. I, that's, that's something I haven't given much thought at all. You know, I just want to you know, finally get somewhere mm-hmm. and, and ultimately just build um, – I feel like that'll that'll take care of itself after the the basketball part is you know handled. So I'm not thinking about that at all right now. Hey Sharif, you know we saw that the haters, the analysts, the, the bloggers, whatever you want to call them, really you know try and bring down Trey Young and Fred VanVleet because they were yeah. quote too small. Well, now both yeah. of them are essentially max players. One of them's an NBA yeah. champion, and one just took a team to the conference finals. What do you have to say for the analysts that put too much weight in maybe being an inch or two shorter than you know, an average point guard? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I think something like, you know, if I was if I was six four, I'd be the number one pick. Like, I think I, so. <laughs> that makes zero sense to me, honestly. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know how many people you know have to go in and prove, um, you know that that. You know, height doesn't matter. Uh, you know, you see Chris Paul, you know, shoot over, you know, instead of put Brooke Lopez. And it's like, you know, you know, what did that that extra, you know, wingspan do if he still made that shot? So, I don't know. Uh, I feel like more and more people are just going to have to continue to prove it and possibly get that respect, you know, point guards. Point guards. Yeah, and I my next question for you, I just – I'm just curious your thoughts, but do you think your game is best suited for a run-and-gun type of offense, or can you adjust to any offense that is needed? Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm best suited fast-paced, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting up and down, you know, getting in transition early. Um, but I feel like I can, you know, adapt to any situation, you know, whatever you know, style, you know, Rick Hart, I like to play. Uh, you know, I feel like I'll figure it out. You know, while we're on the topic of the Pacers, something I, I've complained about is there's not enough alley-oops on this team. And I feel like that's something I complimented you earlier. You know, when you look yeah. around at the likes of a DeMontis Sabonis, TJ Warren, Karis LeVert, yeah. Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, are you like, oh, yeah, I can work yeah. with this? Well, definitely. I, that, you know, I make my eyes look wide, especially, you know, with guys like you know, Sabonis and I don't want to single nobody out, but, you know, Miles Turner, you know, now how much of a lobster he is and all those wings and, and cars that, that can go with it. I mean, that's like, you know, it want a dream scenario for me. Yeah, I think a lot of fans would be excited to see you throw a lob up to Cassius Stanley. Uh was in the oh, dunk yeah, contest yeah. last year. He's, he's yeah. a freak athlete, and uh, we feel like we got ourselves a steal there. 
in the uh, second yeah. round. So, you know, last question for me here, man, it's just, you know, as we get closer to the draft, do you have any uh, – can you give us any spoilers on what you might wear? Is it is a draft live this year or is it a, is it virtual? I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard anything. Uh, it's two two weeks away, so it's kind of, you know, like, you know, what are y'all going to tell us? But um, I, I actually just – I called my dad right before this one. Like, we got to figure out what we're going to wear. Uh, I have no idea right now. Uh, I'm definitely going to get on that. All right, we'll we'll be on the lookout for that. <laughs> hey, got got to be fresh, you know. You don't want to be the guy whose picture materializes for the next thirty years for the wrong reasons, you know. But I I, I trust you, you know. You'll be looking pretty fresh. But right before we yeah. sign off, what's the message for either the Pacer fan base or just any fan base in general as to what type of player and person they're getting when they draft Sharif Cooper? Yeah, y'all, you know, you'll you'll get a you know great person. Genuine person, somebody that will definitely be in the community. Uh, uh, just a good atmosphere, a good vibe to him. Uh, and playing wise, you know, we're gonna have a lot of highlights, a lot of, a lot of fun basketball going on, and, and we're gonna definitely you know, turn that into winning. So, uh, yeah, you know, if I, wherever I go, I feel like we're we're gonna you know, turn that into winning soon. Yeah. So I, I lied. I have a bonus question. Someone just sent it to me via Twitter. So I got to ask, because it's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, what are your top two jersey numbers that you want when you get drafted? Yeah, I've always wore number two. Does anybody wear number two on the Pacers? Cassius Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always been number two. But uh, I would say if not number two, uh, probably number one, one or three or something like that. Okay. Okay. I know Warren. TJ Warren's got one, and Aaron Holiday's got three right now. So – uh, you might have to be paying some of these guys to get their numbers. <laughs> I, know, I know. We'll figure it out. Hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, hey, Sharif, couldn't be more excited for you. Wishing you nothing but luck through the rest of your workouts. And I hope you get to go to uh, the dream destination of your choice. Selfishly, I hope it's Indiana. But at the end of the day, you know, we're just rooting for you. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. All right. So I, I don't know what else to say, Fachi, but – after listening to Sharif Cooper talk with us, I mean, even if he doesn't land with the Pacers, I'm just going to be a big fan of this guy. He, he just seems like an overall great human being, and I'm just wishing nothing but the best. Not going to lie, I think he's got a fan for life. I mean, at, at this point, I just feel like he seems like someone who's got his head on his shoulders right. Sounds like he's working really hard. I think that the fact that, you know, he had to battle through, you know, some some allegations uh, in college that only allowed him to play 12 games before his injury, it, it left me wanting to see more of his game that, hey, I'm just going to be rooting for him moving forward wherever he goes. Yeah, he just he just was a really nice guy. I mean, that, that, was, the, that was the thing I loved about him was down to earth, talked about being, you know, involved in the community to whatever team he goes to. Uh, talked about throwing some lobs to some of our players. Like, I mean, it's just cool to hear him just talk about it. Now, I know he couldn't tell us where all he's worked out. I mean, that might be confidential. So he didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't say anything there. But I'm sure he's worked out for quite a few teams. And, yeah, it just – it was a great conversation. I'm I'm really impressed with him. I've not really got around to watching much, much of his tape. I just – I've seen a tiny bit of it. And, you know, the three-point shot was my biggest concern. But based on what he said, it seems like that three-point shot might not be too, too far off. Yeah, I mean, I got a healthy dose of Sharif Cooper highlights today. You know, I really tried to absorb as much as I could. And I just feel like he was the one that really sold me that 
His three-point ball is way better than, than what it looked like last year in the 12-game sample size. So that was one of my main concerns. And defensively, and I feel like he had good enough answers that he's made the changes on that since he's last played. I mean, we last saw him play in February. We're talking about it's July now. Five months to work on your game. I believe that this man strongly has been putting in the work. Absolutely. So I think my favorite part of the entire interview was when you said, am I crazy to say you're the best passer in this draft class? And he said, no, you're not crazy. <laughs> I was like, Sharif, thank you. All right. Because I was like, I was looking at it. I was like, this man might be the best passer in this draft and I need to let him know. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, I, I just loved how uh, expressive he got in his response back to that. So um, yeah, just a really great interview. I'm really glad that he was able to come on and join us. And, you know, it's always cool when you get to talk to these type of players before they become, you know, NBA players. So uh, I'll cherish this moment for a long time now, Fudge. Yeah, no, it was really cool. And now, you know, we just got to see where the chips fall with two weeks to go. I mean, guys are moving up and down the boards. He's someone that I've seen move up a lot, and now he's kind of trickling towards that back end of the lottery area. You know, a lot of mock drafts are having him in that, you know, pretty much a 15 to 20 area with the Pacers picking 13. Also rumored to potentially be trading back or open to it. You never know what could happen. Yeah, I mean, if this is a guy they have on the radar, if maybe somebody they like in the top, like, 7, 8 doesn't fall to him, then they can go this route. But, yeah, Sharif Cooper, uh, big fan here. So, Fachi, where can the people find us at on social media? So, you can find us on Twitter at SettingThePace3. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenNBA. You can find me on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. And you can find us on Instagram at PacersTalk. And at the end of the day... If you're a diehard Pacer fan and you have just fallen in love with Sharif Cooper, say these three words. Let's go Pacers! Cooper able to split the double on the oop of his own! To Cambridge! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.